Today on the Zabecast, flying on an airplane used to be such a genteel affair. What happened? Surely there's some rules we could all adhere to. An owner by any other name surely smells just as sweet. Notorious J.A.Y. talks NBA Finals, the unwatchable doldrums of sports in the summer, Hank Haney, and the greatest NBA montage ever made. Your extra daily dose of me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! <laughs> Here we go! Monday, June 3rd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Before I get to Notorious J.A.Y. in his typical Monday spot to talk NBA Finals and more, came across this piece uh, from a website called thebulwark.com. The six rules everyone should follow when flying. Oh boy, here we go. Can't we all just get along? Number one is shoes. They say there's a simple rule to flying with shoes. Wear them. Why this is so violated, it's beyond me. It's completely disgusting. And we should be able to throw people off flights for taking off their shoes. And, oh, does that include me and my socks, Zabe? Yes, it does. What about women with open-toed sandals? Or flip-flops and their foot, their feet are basically out except for a, a little thin thing in the bottom. Well, that's we're going to have to call that legal because they have footwear and they are keeping it on their feet. Well, what's the big deal if I just slip it off for comfort during the flight? No. No, get off the flight. Uh, you, you, wear shoes, be civil. Number two, reclining. They say that if you paid for the seat and it reclines, it's acceptable to recline it. But you should do it only at cruising altitude. They say that there's no reason to jam your seat back, only to be told repeatedly that it's going to be upright for takeoff and landing. But some people do that. They're like, all right, well, we got 15 minutes for takeoff. There we go. I love that extra seven degrees of, of recline. Personally, I don't think seat should recline at all but that that's a great debate that's never going to get solved clothing number three the whole i need to be comfortable thing they say is one thing but if you're wearing pajamas or underwear or if you haven't showered or brushed your teeth or if your clothes are dirty would you want to sit next to you answer is of course no baggage rule number four of flying The airlines, according to this piece, have basically surrendered on enforcing their carry-on rules. Although some I've seen before make you jam your luggage into that little square thingamajig at the gate. And it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, they gouge you for baggage fees, most carriers, except for Southwest. So there's a financial incentive to push the limits on your carry-on. And, in fairness to passengers, every overhead bin is of a different size, shape, and depth. They may claim it's industry standard, but you know it's not. Some are skinnier, some are shallower than others, and you may not even know unless you do some real digging as to, well, what piece of equipment, what plane am I flying on before you actually get on. Then there's the noise issue. They say that if your headphones are so loud that people can hear them next to you, they're too loud. I don't know if that's really an issue anymore with these 
higher-end headphones that most people have, but okay, whatever. And then the sixth rule for flying is food. Saying if you're going to bring food on, it's up to you to not stink up the cabin. Even if you think that General So's chicken is the most delightful, wonderful smelling food in the world, other people may not. And then if you bring a garlic and anchovy white pizza onto a plane, you are basically fucking evil. And with that, I agree. Before we get to Jay, one more story. And I guess this is <laughs> this is part and parcel for the day and age we live in, the times we live in. Headline, NBA teams moving away from owner as a title. After Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green argued against using that term of owner on LeBron James's HBO show The Shop late last year, the issue has gained steam per TMZ Sports, and at least two teams have already stopped using it. You shouldn't say owner, said Draymond Green, saying it invoked images of slavery. Oh, what, because the league's all black? Okay. You know, coffee shops have owners. Laundromats have owners. Shouldn't be that big of a deal, but I guess it is. The Sixers apparently have changed the title of their owners to managing partners. And Steve Ballmer of the Clippers is listed as chairman on the team's website. Wait a minute. Isn't Kim Jong-un a chairman? Wasn't Mao a chairman? Aren't some of the most brutal dictators chairmen? Owner, chairman, boss, and jefe. John Stewart, in one of the more idiotic statements I've heard, says, when your product is purely the labor of people, then owner sounds like something that is of a feudal nature. Uh, what? When your product is purely the labor of people. Well, nobody's product is purely the labor of people. The NBA's product also consists of marketing and uh, stadium and physical locations and a plant and a facility, so to speak. And um, there's more to it than just straight labor. And that would be true of anything. Plus, how many businesses have no employees? So stupid. Whatever, John Stewart. However, TMZ notes there is not pressure coming from the NBA itself to change the titles of owners to chairman or uh, managing partner or majority shareholder. We refer to the owners of our teams as governors, the league told TMZ in a statement. Each team is represented on our board of governors. Why, some of the most evil racist governors of the South were governors. Uh, why, that's insensitive as well. It's just enough to make you shake your head and go, okay. As that is a barometer, if an average salary in the NBA of $5 million for a league that is, I think, 93% black or African-American or international African-American or well, say, African-American or Afro-international if this is the last little block you got to knock down, man, we're doing pretty good in America. That's what I say. Not, not, 
to the mean streets of exurban Baltimore, Maryland. Mr. J, how we doing? How are you doing, Steve? (laughs) I'm doing very good. You do know... You do know you're a you're an absolute okay. cult now, of favorite. Of course, I can't hear you on the phone, and I just heard you riffing about phones not working. There you are. Is that oh. better? I was going to say, you know you're a cult favorite here on the Zabecast. I would dare say you are ranked number one. So don't take the haters who just nitpick you on little things seriously, okay? Okay. <laughs> Oh no! Well, as you well know, I am I am a combative soul. That's true. So, so I enjoy. You don't that. take him seriously, but you will say "fuck him" if you need to. Yes. Very good. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. All right. I really wish that my guests could hear the music as I fade it up and fade it down, but maybe that'll be a firmware update with the old Rodecaster Pro. We got a lot to talk about tonight, Jay. Somebody uh, did email me saying, uh, Eddie Prince, actually, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, said, Zabe, have you noticed how you will nitpick Jay? Andy will nitpick you about certain factoids and things that happened once upon a time in Redskins history or sports history. And I said, God, you know what? That's right. That's right. Well, so the, the nitpicking rolls downhill, I guess, by age. I was going to say it goes by age. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Except we're the same age, you and I. I think you, you're like I mean, two years old, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's about you got it. me by two years. That's it. Yeah. All right. Let's get right into the basketball. And you being an old head like myself, I knew you'd appreciate the montage that ABC ran to start the broadcast Sunday night. Yes. I, I, soon by I now, you both. have seen it. Yes. And can comment, I got to say, Jay, I jizzed my pants when I saw that thing. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you like the the Jerry West layups? Or... <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I recognize that the old school stuff is geriatric basketball by today's standards. But still, it was important to pay homage to where the league was and how it was consumed back then to the way it is now. That's what I liked about the open is that it wasn't just highlights. They had some shots that I think were staged with actors of the firemen sitting around watching a tube TV in Boston. <laughs> a 16 inch. Right. <laughs> like that, that had to be actors. That was not file footage. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, but that was important Jay, because that's how the league was consumed back then. Right. <laughs> and and they were probably watching it. The game was Wednesday. They saw it on Friday. <laughs> it was, of course, tape delay. Well, in the bird, and the, the only highlights they showed were bird magic highlights, and those were not tape delay. I believe that was, that was, Magic's right. rookie year, they had moved it off of tape delay. I thought Magic's rookie, well, Magic's rookie year when they beat the Sixers, that was. Maybe you're right. Six, wait a minute. No, wait a minute, maybe you're right. Six, was the Sonics Bullets tape delay? I think that was. Yes, it was. And there was a quick Elvin Hayes, or maybe it was Wes Unseld highlight. It was Elvin Hayes. They were number 11, so it was Elvin Hayes. But I think, I really do think the Sixers and and, uh, Lakers was was the last tape delay we saw. In fact, I'm going to double down and bet $100 I'm correct on that. Okay. That it was the last one. You you might be right on that. For those that... 
For those that don't know, sit, come sit at the feet of Uncle Steve and Uncle Jay. <laughs> and the reason that the NBA was on tape delay back then is that its reputation as a league was shit. It had yes. fights left and right with enforcers yes. and goons on teams and that you know would mar the quality of play. It had a serious drug problem. Uh, a lot of the players had serious cocaine problems because it was quite the drug back in the 70s and early 80s. And it just wasn't a very well-positioned league marketing-wise. And David Stern, despite all of his dictatorial and ruthless uh, instincts, was the one that helped save the league with the help, Jay, of a white kid from Indiana and and a smiling black kid from Michigan who played in L.A. Yes, there was a time when the league was deemed (coughs) too black. Too black. Yes. Too black and too, too drug-addled. Even the though, Knicks, even though Jay, even though Jay, the league was more white back then as a percentage than it is now. I think like the, the, the Knicks had a all-black team. I'm not going to say what their nickname was, oh, but they had a nickname. I'm not, I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to joke about that. But right. that was true. Yes. Okay. And the stars of the league. I mean, let's think about it. before Dr. J. There was nobody marketable. In the NBA, uh, very few. Yeah, before no, I mean, Do- before Doctor J, you're digging yeah. further back than I can remember. That really is I- prehistoric times. But anyway, back to the Open. I love the Open, Jay, because it highlighted what a great fucking game this is. Basketball, you know, it highlighted the spectacular athleticism, timing, and the creativity. Of basketball, man. Right. Well, your dog does it. Is your dog riled up over talking about the NBA again? No, it is. Uh, no, he's looking out the window and he sees somebody walking by with their two dogs, and <laughs> there can be nobody else walking in the neighborhood but him. Buck, uh, settle down, yes. Buck. <laughs> he is such a dick. He's a huge dick. No, but this here's what, anyway. Here's no. Here's ahead. here's the thing about basketball, and this is why it's so great. It's why it's such a popular global game. There are rules of which the NBA adheres to some of them, like a step and a half. Uh, you can't palm it too egregiously. I saw a double dribble the other day. One of the most egregious double dribbles in the history of the game okay. that the refs let go. So You're yeah. not allowed to touch guys here or foul them. Like There are some rules to the NBA, to basketball in general, but everything else is up to the artistic development and interpretation of the athlete and so you have all these different ball players jay that have different styles some are fast some are skinny some are strong and and they all the greats all have an individual move like when they showed the dream shake with hakeem olajuwon and they showed kids practicing it in a back alley ah beautiful very true very true genius very true. and But they, they did have all the great – I mean, I don't think they missed a great highlight. No. They had the the, uh, the Dr. J finger roll underneath the basket, which they one had, of the most iconic plays. They had Bird, they had catching, his own, Bird oh. catching his own missed shot. And shooting it left-handed, by the way. Right, and making Back-handed. it while going out of bounds. Yes. They, they had Ray Allen's corner three for the Miami Heat with the Mike Breen call of dagger. They had – Kobe and Shaq, Kobe, where he goes up in the air and dishes it sort of at his waist behind his back to Shaq, who then just, you know, 
Paducah dunks it. They, and, and then has the big uh, open mouth as he runs down the court. They had Kevin Garnett with uh, Everything is Possible, which right. I kind of hate, by the way. Because Adidas, Adidas paid him for that. Oh, did they? Oh, you didn't hear that? In fact, I think he botched it where he was supposed to say impossible is nothing. Instead, he said nothing's impossible. Oh, okay. What, I'm not shocked by that. Okay. Because, <laughs> okay. But he said it like 19 times. Impossible so, is nothing. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Ball is life. J- June 17, 2015. Kevin Garnett screams, anything is possible. When instead the uh, the 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 phrase that Adidas wanted him to say was "impossible is nothing." Oops. Do you think? Do you think he got his money? Yeah, I did. How about Magic Johnson in the locker room saying "back to back"? Well, they did. The one they didn't get was Isaiah. Remember when he won and oh, he sang a R and B song into the microphone into the camera oh really yeah i can't remember when they first won their their title well it was a great iconic moment these by the way were all finals moments i think they made sure so in other words like isaiah doing that little happy dance uh in a circle wasn't it i think that was against the celtics in the ecf but i may be wrong about that oh i think you're correct that was not in the final no you're right you're right you're right you're right but so many great highlights, and and I got to say that the second shot they showed of LeBron making the block that will go that has gone down in history and will be echoed through the years. The second the chase, angle, the chase down block. Yes, yeah. the second angle was so spectacular. It was so clean. It was like super slow mo, high definition, and it's fucking amazing. And then they dot it with little Twitter reacts. To sort of show, okay, once upon a time, you and your old man would gather at the firehouse to watch a black and white TV. Now people are watching the finals and they're pop, 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 on social media talking about how great that play was. But then they had some shots like, I wish I was around to watch Jerry West hit that half court shot. Oh, yeah. Like I was like, oh my God, I'd love to have seen that in real time. Who was the player, I think, for the Celtics that dove for a loose ball and skidded on his elbows? Like twenty, like twenty feet. No, that was Havlicek. That was Havlicek. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's Dave Cowens. I'm sorry, Dave (laughs) Cowens. Now, shit. I went through every Celtic, and it was it was Dave (laughs) Cowens. Just showing that pure ass hustle. Ah, so good. Anyway, let's get to the actual finals themselves. Now tied at one apiece. Did you like Game Two? Uh, I loved how the. Raptors played a box and one. Uh, that was awesome. The old box and one on Steph Curry. I mean, it, which you'll never, but the only reason they could play that was because there was no, uh, they had nobody else to score. Sure. So that's why they could play that. Which, well, but it was great, great coaching. Clay but, Thompson scored. But it's no, no. Clay was out when they went to the box and one. Oh, that was late. Yeah. Got it. I mean that was that was awesome. I love the eighteen and O run, which we have never seen before from what the uh, stats tell us. Right in the third quarter, <laughs> are they the best third quarter team in the history of basketball? They have to be. They're pretty there's goddamn been, good. There's been no team better than them in the third quarter. And you know They're what? Like another team. They're like another team <laughs> in the NBA. They should be like team thirty three or whatever. How many teams there are? And you know what? I have quarter. I have ripped Boogie Cousins as a malcontented 
lazy bag of shit, but he was really pretty good in game two. Was he the reason they won? Oh, no, you know what? It was more than, I think it was the, the less the Raptors did. Kyle Lowry, God, you come up small all the time. <laughs> Jesus he's, Christ. He, he's a, he, you know what Kyle Lowry is? Kyle Lowry is a star that people insist is a star, but other smart people go, he's not a star. He, he's just a he, guard. He's just a guy. He's just, an, he is better than average. Yeah, that's pretty much we've it. Been made to, but, we, but yet we've been made to believe that Kyle Lowry is an all-star. No, he's been an all-star. That doesn't mean he's an all-star. Right. Kareem Skyhook. Uh, Will, I'm looking at the highlights now. I'm sorry. I'm back on this stupid montage because I had to get one thing. Well, you love montages. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because so <laughs> it's you know because it's artwork, Jay. That's what it is. This is and this is all shared history of being a sports fan. Magic's baby hook in the lane to gut the Celtics in eighty four, eighty five, something like that. Did they Amazing. have? Uh, did they have uh, uh, the steal from on Isaiah? I can't remember. Was that one on there? Uh, don't know. Dennis Johnson. Yeah, my uh, again. I sometimes forget if these are finals or not finals. So that was not a final then. All right. So anyway, here we are, one one going back to Oakland. And By the way, you've got too much rest for these by too much rest for these bastards. Jesus Christ. It's oh. gonna be two weeks. This is like the longest series ever. I've already said boo, 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 this Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday bullshit. Actually not Monday, but it we're gonna go Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Jay. When everyone and their mom wanted Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Everyone and their mom would have preferred Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Period. I mean, there's nothing on TV to watch, which sucks. So now so now I gotta watch the MLB channel to get my fix of sports. You know, I'm watching the goddamn draft. You know, there is something that one of our podcast ecosystem contributors said to me in a text he loves to watch. Good old Ron Thomas. I couldn't believe this when he said it. He says he loves to watch girls softball. Why? That's what I said. I said, I am not a misogynistic pig, at least not when it comes to sports. I'll watch women's sports that appeal to me. I'll watch the LPGA. Uh, By the way, we should talk about Hank Haney before we're done today. I have to talk about that. Um, But I think as a product softball is just not good because these gals can throw so many pitches and they throw a shit ton of no hitters. There's very little actual ball in play action. And it just, to me is not a very good sport as a product to watch. I mean, let's be honest. We're only watching it so we can see the next Jenny Finch. That's (laughs) the only reason your buddy, Ron Thompson, is everywhere. What's his name? Ron Ron, Thomas. uh, Ron Thompson. He's only watching to see if there's another Jenny Finch. Let's not. Maybe. Let's be real. Maybe. He may may not admit that. But the other thing about softball, and I covered uh, women's softball or girls' softball, whatever you want to call it, in college at UC Santa Barbara, the Harvard of the West. And I covered (laughs) women's. You did that on purpose? I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, sorry. I, I wrote for the student newspaper, sports section. I broadcast for the student radio station. We did every goddamn game under the sun. Men, women, you name it. I did a water polo game on Radio J. Water polo. 
on radio a fucking radio campus radio a 5000 watt tin can campus station and welcome to the event center pool for the gauchos against san jose state in water polo then it goes something like this he passes it he passes it back he passes uh, it again there's a lot of he splashing passes- there's some thrashing looks like we're gaining ground oh no wait the ball's on the other end <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh yeah sorry. oh yeah it sucks. anyway go back to your point i'm sorry I... so so the, the the thing about uh girls softball or just softball in general i don't like the scale of the game it scales poorly if you ask me and so there's not enough action i would rather have these gals just play baseball jay and you can have them play baseball on a field size that is more appropriate to their, you know, physical limitations. The oh, only God. the only problem with that is that you would have to have fields specifically retrofitted for girls baseball. Like split the difference between little league, which is 45 feet and and the, a full diamond, which is sixty feet six inches from the pitcher's mound. Who would watch that? Nobody. Who watches softball? I, I, I'm sure they're. Well, no, that's not true. Uh, one of my best friend coaches, his uh, daughter's uh, twelve U Unlimited, and he's all about softball. I'm guessing he would watch it. Ron but, Thomas, he watches yeah, softball. Ron, yeah, my my buddy Jimmy and Ron Thomas. That's it. They're yeah. watching that. I mean. Okay, so the other thing is I think that to get girls into the sport, they would be turned off by some of the hardships of real hardball, like getting beaned, not Baseball's fun. a hard sport. Yeah. It is. Right. It's the sport of Ty Cobb, hard men who once <laughs> played the game, you know? <laughs> but it's, it, it's, mean, it's hard to play. It's full of failure and strikeouts. It hurts to get beaned. It's tough. And I think that'd be a barrier for entry for girls at a younger age, as sexist as that may sound to some people. I'm just a realist. I'm just a realist. I I they I mean we're only the only reason it's on ESPN is because of Title IX, correct? No, they, no, 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 no. No, no, no. You know why? Better ratings than the spelling bee. I bet you the spelling bee kills <laughs> girls softball. Eight, eight In fact, way, I'm going to guarantee that one. Eight-way tie. How do you feel about that? It was it was riveting. But I bet you that gets better numbers than women's softball. Yeah. There's well, a reason why it's not in the Olympics anymore. It's boring to watch. <laughs> That's true. They took it out of the Olympics. Christine Brennan is going to hate me. And she used to, she used to like me. <laughs> she's going to, she's going to hate me. Oh, yeah. If she ever heard me say that. Trying to, trying to please her is a, it's, it's an impossible task. So don't worry about wonderful, it. Wonderful, wonderful lady. I'm sorry. She is. I just can't agree with 90% of the things she stands upon. And we'll, but she's a wonderful lady. And we'll get to the Hank Handy thing in just a second. She uncorked a doozy when it came to, when it came to Hank Handy. But anyway, so the other thing about softball. And I'm going to tread very delicately here on this. Uh oh. And I'm and I'm going it's to. It's your podcast. You don't have to tread delicately. No, because say... shit that I say here could, in theory, be extrapolated out and carried forth. Like, did you see what this guy said that you employ over here on his own podcast over there? Okay. All right. Well, don't bring it up then. No, no, if it's okay. Tra- no, okay. I listen. 
I'm like Ricky Bobby. I drive fast two inches from the wall, <laughs> 200 laps at a time, brother. That's the that's the the job I got to do. Ricky um, Bobby crashed, though. Remember that? He did. <laughs> that's right. And he went through a long period where he couldn't that's get back right. in the car again. No, that's um, right. softball attracts quite the constellation of body types. There. How was that for delicate? It's very true. Yes, very true. There is no other. True. There is no other girl sport or even boys sport that attracts such a wide variety because you will have the trim, athletic, and the sprite, and then you will have your big boppers. And let's put that delicately. And it's important for these girls because they want to be part of something. Being on a team is very important to them. It's a sense of community. It's friendship. It's bonding. And a lot of them, I look at those girls out there and I think they wouldn't have a good place to be without this sport because they're not necessarily pretty and they're not necessarily skinny. And society, especially nowadays, is particularly cruel. And so I think softball's really good in that regard because they can play the game and not have to look like some, you know, skinny bitch who doesn't eat food <laughs> because they're staying 92 pounds, right? Very true. Very I'm good, you know, very true. I mean the 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 girl for UCLA who pitched oh shit like back-to-back games and hit the game-winning grand slam Look at me watching these stupid, you know, I was going to say, Jesus. I'm acting like you know who this is. <laughs> yeah. I have no clue who you're talking about. Yeah. She was, uh, she was certainly no underwear model, but that's okay. Neither am I. Neither is, neither is this guy, Andy Ruiz, who knocked out oh. Anthony, uh, what's his name? Anthony Joshua. Yeah. No he, no, he knocked him the fuck out. Yes. So anyway, putting a lid on softball, I, I think that it's not the greatest of games to watch. I think if you want to watch a good women's sport that's full of action and fun and definitely has the lookers, women's volleyball. volleyball. Uh, beat me to it. Ding, ding, ding. Volleyball. Volleyball. Not women's even, volleyball. It's not even a second. No, it's you're right. a close second. But yeah. women's basketball, horrible. Terrible to watch. Can I, can I just say something really quickly? Yes. I mean, uh, Go in, ahead. In, 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 I've heard uh, women again. I heard uh, what's – what's um. The woman from UConn, who's like the face of the WNBA. I heard her bitching about the gender pay. I'm so sick of hearing this. Oh God. What? What? What's, what's her? Oh my God. What's her name? She's Brianna. Oh, Stewart. Rebecca Brianna Lobo. Stewart. Brianna Stewart. No, no, oh, Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Yeah. I heard her yeah. bitching that she got injured because she had to go to Russia mm. to make like a mm. million dollars because some reason Russians pay money to watch women's basketball. I don't yeah. know why, but I'm so sick of hearing women. If it was profitable for us in the United States, we'd love to put you on TV. But nobody goes to your games. And I didn't even know they had a season going. Did you know this? I was aware. I did, didn't. No clue. No I know. Clue. It's a tough one. And now the women's soccer team is oh, in the World God. Cup. I know. I know. I <sighs> Trust me, Jay. I share your feelings. Now, I have in the past had a great affinity for our, our ladies, our gals, uh, wearing the red, white, and blue, going back to Brandy Chastain, taking off her, her top to show her jog bra and her A-minus cups. Oh, was that wrong? Should I not have said that? Okay. I, I was I was all about it because my roommate in college, Aaron Heifetz, 
soccer coach, assistant soccer coach for club soccer teams at UCSB. He was the PR director for the U.S. women's national team. Hell, he might still be for all I know. It's my fault for not keeping up. That said, what the women's soccer team has become is a bunch of unlikable, delusional little bitches. Starting with Hope Solo, who I used to be a big fan of, going on down the line to Megan Rapino, who, anthem stance aside, Jay, when she says, I can't hear the Star Spangled Banner anymore and think of it in the same way, that's when I say, I'm out. I understand this country has problems, but I can't get with a stance that says, the country is irredeemable now and I see nothing good in it even though I'm wearing the red, white, and blue. Everybody thinks I should be heard nowadays. That's kind of a problem too, but I just, I have a hard time with it given that her stance is so hardcore now and so militant that there's no room for, don't play for the team then Megan. How about that? Don't play for the team. If you got, if you're really that strongly opinionated, don't play for the team. And of course they're arguing for equal pay to the men and the economics because because they all they see is usa usa we win world cups they don't why are we getting one tenth of it and when the economics is explained to them they just they're like la 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 don't want to hear it yeah nobody's watching your game could i always say the most overrated event of the last 30 years was the women winning the World Cup. Oh Here's my, why. Oh, my God. Because Christine because, is really going to hate you. Because it was only like four teams who even played soccer on the regular. Oh, right. And they were the best team. They were supposed to win. They didn't have any – they didn't go on like the 80 or the 80 Olympic team. They didn't come out of nowhere and win it. They were the best team in the world. Right. It's the most overrated event in the last 30 years. That, that <laughs> I'm sorry. If they would have lost, I would have been pissed. Because they were the best team. Yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you on that. They also uh, recently, apparently, uh, Rapino and a couple other gals started is their she own the tatted one. Rapino was that the tatted up she's, one? She's she's the one who is dating Sue Bird. In fact, they okay. might be married. Oh, that's the one with the spiky. Yeah, spiky okay. blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Apparently, they started a a company, some clothing company. In which, you know, they're talking about, we're going to go for equal pay or whatever. And like their business plan was all about, we're getting screwed by the U.S. Soccer Federation, but our company's going to do it differently. And I thought, good, well, maybe your company can go sell a product nobody wants and lose money and then complain about it. Like, this is totally unfair. They had two professional soccer leagues yeah. that both went away in like Boop. a year and a half. Yeah. Like remember the remember the other WNBA league? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how long how long I, did that work? Yeah. And and the WNBA loses money. It's, hand over well, fist, year over year, but it's subsidized yes. by, by the NBA. The NBA because it's like welfare for the NBA. It is. <laughs> no, not like it is. Right. It is because they figure it's a good community outreach tool. It's good for their corporate image. The buildings have to be air conditioned anyway in the summer, and they've got to give the PR people something to do in the summer that are full-time <laughs> employees. I I told somebody watch the W watch the it was well it was when the the uh, college the women's college final four they never had anything but tight shots 
They never have a shot of the crowd. I Why know. is that? Because nobody's there. I know. But some places I they know. are. Some places they, more than others. And of course, people will say, don't you've got two daughters. Wouldn't you want them to dream of pursuing sports? And, and I go, no, I want them to dream of being a corporate litigator and killing it financially. I, want, I dream of them being a cardiovascular surgeon. I don't dream of them being a two-bit basketball player. Sorry. Having unless, to go playing having to go play play in Russia, Russia to, right. to subsidize your yeah. Unless yeah. unless that's my daughter's dream. And then I'd have to explain to her, look, bottom line is, you know, there are limitations in terms of the league. There's no limitations in terms of what you want to achieve, but there are certain limitations in life. That's all. And, and, and that you'll never be able to overcome. So instead of being disappointed in those limitations, accept something them, else, accept them and do something else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, but last, last thing before we get, um, I saw something, I saw a commercial during the uh, finals and I said, Scott Lynn's head is going to explode. Did you know they're going to have a show with Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggle? Oh, I talked about it here on the oh Zabecast. It should be it's called Steph, Nobody Wants to Watch This. No, it's Steph Curry hosting it called Holy Moly. Do you know what this is? I just saw I just saw Rob Riggle and Joe and Tessa Tour, and I was like, it's, this is the worst thing ever. It's Steph Curry, and it's a show called Holy Moly, because he's a big golfer too. And it's a giant human-sized putt-putt course that is akin to the game show Wipeout. In fact, I think they're using the same set on the lake in the Hollywood Hills where they filmed Wipeout, and it's going to have a bunch of golf-themed shit. And so I laugh my ass off because who hates Steph Curry more than life itself? Steve Solomon, my producer. Who hates Joe Tessitore more than life itself? My co-host, Scott Lynn. Who is completely neutral, if not positive, on both guys? Me. I'll watch that shit. Why not? And I like the show I, Wipeout, Jay. Did you ever watch Wipeout? Uh, once. <laughs> you like Joe Tessitore? I'm Tess positive. I don't, I'm not a super fan. I'm okay with him. I, I would rather have him than Al Michaels because Tessitore understands how to punch up big plays. His calls are clean. Are they over the top? Yes. But they're clean. The receiver is uh. correct. The the cadence is there. The energy is where you need it. Way better than rambling Al Michaels, in my humble opinion. Rob Riggle and Joe Tessitore. That show screams kill yourself instead of watching it. Bro. Because he's he's horrible. Rob Riggle's not funny. Or so that's Okay. He's got a great agent though. Great. His agent is awesome. You should you should find <laughs> out who his agent is and hire that guy. <laughs> All right, Hank Haney. This when I saw this when I saw this Jay I laughed my ass off. I said, "Wow, God has a sense of humor." Hank Haney gets suspended from a Sirius XM radio job for saying, "I can't name six keyword ding players in the LPGA tour, but if I had to bet somebody for the U.S. Women's Open, I'd bet a Korean ding, and I'll take one named Lee ding. Who Ooh. wins? A Korean named Lee who's got a six in her name." Because she's one of six exactly named Korean players who came out of the KLPGA. Get the fuck out of here. Basically, Hank Haney got suspended for being the greatest, for being the greatest Nostradamus ever. 
Like, there aren't 30 Lees that were in the U.S. Women's Open. There was like four. And he nailed it. It's so fucking funny. It's great. And and I don't know what's going to happen to him on SiriusXM. On the one hand, I don't think he's very good, and so fuck him. He's not really worth saving. But I, I do believe you can't let the Christine Brennans of the world win. He's kind of a dick, isn't he? Totally. Totally. We talked about this on the Capital Golf Gang, me and Ron and the boys. And, you know, Ron's take was, look, he's not very funny. He's not very creative. So he's fallen into being a, a shock jock of sorts, a shtick actor. And this was his shtick. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't watch the women. They suck. I bet there's a bunch of Koreans. I'll pick one of them. Ha, ha, ha. And, of course, people went off the deep end like Christine. Christine, you know, said he should be banned from setting foot on any golf course in America. Oh, my God, Chris. Okay. That's 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 <laughs> reasonable. That's a bit much, Christine. That's a bit much. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's like, wow. And, uh, by the way, so somebody looked it up. Do you know how many articles on the LPGA Christine Brennan's written this year? One. Zero. Okay. She's written like six or seven on the uh, PGA Tour. It's just... Can you name more than two LPGA uh, players? <sighs> a couple. I, I kind of know them because I'm a golfer and I do watch okay. I do watch the gals. Obviously, Lexi Thompson, Michelle Wee is out there. Some of my favorites are no longer out there. Like, um, Where, Who are the hot ones? Well, Paula Creamer, the future ex Mrs. Zabin, as I like to call was that her. The, the pink, the t- pink the Panther. Pink. Oh, yeah. My goodness, she was gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Paula Creamer. Uh, Paula Creamer is one. Morgan Pressel is out there. Morgan had to uh, qualify yeah. herself on the tour. Um, you know, I, I watched the Solheim Cup. That's how much of a golf Ooh. nerd I am, and I'm totally into it. You, you can't get. That's like the monkey brains of sports foods, Jay. To watch Solheim Cup, that is the most exotic. That's Andrew Zimmern weird foods. You know what? I can't can't say anything because I may or may not have watched uh, uh, pro baseball from Japan at one in the morning. Yes! So that's your monkey brains. Yes. So So I can't really talk. Here's the question feedback. I want emails on this. What is your sports monkey brains that you'll say, oh, yeah, I eat that. It's good. (laughs) <laughs> and, and everyone else looks at you like oh jesus christ really Ugh, disgusting are you kidding me so for me it's it's uh it's a uh, solheim cup golf for you it is uh japanese baseball uh, the pro, yeah yeah the the the, the uh, mlb of japan because you, you see a guy who used to be in the mlb and you go oh i remember him and yeah oh yeah i, I will watch that yeah. somebody would be like i watch dirt track racing on speed network <laughs> monkey brains <laughs> or water polo oh yeah water polo would be another one before we get to FTG anything else on your docket before we uh, really give it to somebody good and hard uh, I was um, I, I saw something and I had to look it up because it was so outstanding and we're talking about pitching in the MLB and do you know what the greatest game ever pitched in the, in the major leagues was well of course you know uh, and, uh, it, it was oh. it was a no hitter in the World yes. Series that went no. ten innings and then they lost. No, well, even better than that, this was a regular season game. It was in July. Juan Marichal of the Giants goes up against Warren Spahn, 
The God. game went 16 innings, Abe. Uh, I think one pitched like 227, the other had 221. Warren Spahn gave up a home run to some guy named Willie Mays in the bottom of the 16th and lost. Holy shit. Really? 16 innings, yes. I I was like, this is the stat of the day and the greatest thing I've ever heard. I had to look it up. It was, yeah, Marichelle threw 227 pitches. (laughs) That's can insane. You, can you imagine? <laughs> there aren't pitchers in the major leagues who throw that in two months. Did anymore. you see? Did you see uh, Max Scherzer on Sunday yell no? Loved it. At- Loved it. <laughs> because up, he didn't want he didn't want to come out because he knew his bolt and would blow it. Right. Those shit heels were going to waste his stellar effort. And he sees Davey Martinez get on the top step. Doesn't even get out of the dugout, and he screams no. <laughs> Yeah. Did you take calls on this? Did people go, oh, what shirts are doing? Showing Davey up. Did he do did you get calls on that? Not, or? not no, I did not take calls. If I did take calls, I'd flip it around saying, uh, should Scherzer be allowed to punch Davey in the jejunum for even <laughs> for even thinking about coming up to get him out of that game? His pitch count was in the one tens, one close to one twenty, but it wasn't two twenty, that's for sure. Didn't he also single in a run to like? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I am not leaving this game. I'm three and five this year. My ERA is under four. I should be six and one. But these I assholes behind me. Yeah, I, I do love Max Scherzer. That one eye is, that one eye is spooky though. The two colored eyes. It's something else. And yet, Jay, and yet it's time to trade him. Because you, you have to. You're not going in. You guys got to go like 64 and something. Yeah. to even can think about making the playoffs. And yeah. you're not going to do it. Yeah. So trade him now and stock up your stock up your minor leagues. That's how you do it. Yeah, because you know what? You look at other teams, like Nats fans will squint real hard and you go, I, I think if we get healthy, we're a good team. And no, then and then you not. and then you say, no, no, the Dodgers are a good team. They're 41 and 19. <laughs> That's a good team for you right there. The Twins are a good team. Look at their record. Those those are what good teams look like. Do we look like a good team? The Yankees, the Yankees have half of their roster, and they're still and they're really good in first place. Yes. Exactly, yes. that's a good team. Okay, time for FTG. Stand by, Jay. So here we go. Hold on, okay. hold on. Wait for it. Okay. I wish you could hear this. I wish so too. I'm not a good guy. guy. Um, I'm the guy. guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. guy. Okay, Jay, who is your FTG for the week? So uh, last uh, Thursday, we decide it's a nice night. There's a place called Brewster's. It's a it's a it's an outdoor ice cream place. Who's we? Walk up, me, the woman, and the dogs. We decide to go. We all decide to go in the car and go to Brewster's. Five minute ride. So on the way to Brewster's, I change lanes from the left to the right. Clearly signal, and I look behind me. There was a Papa John's driver behind me, oh and I didn't cut him off. Did not cut him off, but he thinks I did. Oh boy! So he pulls up. So he pulls up next to me and shakes his head. Oh, so he did. Know. He did the dismissive head shake. Yes. So <laughs> I roll. I roll the window down and go. Is there a problem? And he goes. <laughs> and he goes. Asshole's gonna asshole. And I go. How about you get oh. out your truck and say that to me? Oh my and he goes, God. And, and I was ready to go. And he goes, Why, uh, white guy, be, he white goes, guy, black guy. A white guy about 60. Oh, fuck. so 
I, I go, so you're not going to get out your car and say it? He goes, nope, you're an asshole. And I said, look, dude, I'm sorry you've made some terrible life choices that you're 60 and driving for Papa John's, but get out your car. Light turns green, he goes away. So I'm stupid. So, uh, yes, I, that was the greatest, I had the greatest line, yes. Oh, so we get, we, we get home and I go, fuck this. I called his store and I did the 45-year-old white woman thing. I complained to the manager. <laughs> You're you're like the white woman who calls the cops yes, on a kid, a black kid, on a black kid selling lemonade without a permit. That's me. That was that's what I did. And the guy was, and the manager gave me the we don't. I was like, because I said, you know, you're Papa John's. You really don't have a great reputation right now. <laughs> right. I wanted him to get fired. That's what I really wanted, but I don't Man. think he did. But I just, I'm glad I did the. I'm gonna call your manager. I, I was that, I was that woman for <laughs> at least one night. Jay, all I gotta say is I can't top that, so I'm taking the week off from fuck that guy. Try to go more in peace and love in life. It's no good for your blood pressure, which we're all battling high blood pressure, and you never know what kind of crazed psycho is on the other end of that truck. You know, God forbid he has a gun. Right? I wasn't even thinking. I, you know, I know. Um, in the moment, you're not thinking about it. No. But that's pretty good, though. You're like, okay, you want to get out of your truck and say that? He's like, no. And, and he didn't. That's what mm-hmm. I, was, I was like. I knew he was a pussy because he, he didn't even think about getting out. So I'm like, all right, this guy has no heart. Turns out he's a laid-off CFO who needs a kidney transplant, and he's working extra shifts just to afford his health insurance. Way to go, Jay. Way to go, buddy. Don't run your mouth. <laughs> Don't shake your head. He didn't run his mouth. He Don't shook his head. head. Don't shake your head dismissively to me. Yes. All right, Jay. We'll talk to you next week, All buddy. Right. Take care. All right, Jay. Later. Bye-bye. You just never know who you're going to meet on the road. It's the bottom line. All right. That'll do it for us today. Thanks so much for listening. Have yourselves a great Monday. See you tomorrow.